I really want to thank Miro, one of the most useful tools. They sponsor this podcast. They are my go-to resource when it comes to working remotely and collaborating. They're also great for an office, but let me paint a picture for you. Everyone here is working from home in some capacity. Either we have peers that work from home, maybe we're part in the office, part out. Collaboration can be chaotic. Miro is the ultimate digital whiteboard and visual collaboration platform. You could be a remote team, you could be a creative agency, you could be a solopreneur. Miro allows you to brainstorm, plan, and execute seamlessly. Picture this, you're in a virtual meeting mapping out a huge project with Miro. You can drag and drop sticky notes, sketch wireframes, organize ideas all in real time. You collaborate with your team no matter where they are. This is a game changer. If you are ready to transform your workflow, you have to try Miro today. To show you how powerful it is, I created my own Miro board that you can check out at Miro.com slash success pod. It has a ton of resources for entrepreneurs, but it will also show you all the functionality of Miro. So go to Miro.com or go to Miro.com slash success pod for a ton of resources. Try Miro today. It's going to radically change how you collaborate with your team. Welcome to Success Story, the most useful podcast in the world. I'm your host, Scott D. Clary. The Success Story podcast is part of the HubSpot Podcast Network. The HubSpot Podcast Network is the audio destination for business professionals who seek the best education and inspiration on how to grow a business. HubSpot Podcast Network hosts act as on-demand mentors to entrepreneurs, startups, and scale-ups through practical tips and inspirational stories. Listen, learn, and grow with the HubSpot Podcast Network at HubSpot dot com slash podcast network. Today, I am going to break down the story of Theranos. You've heard it in the news. You've heard about Elizabeth Holmes. You've heard about the incredible growth and all the scandal. Now you're going to hear it from me. We're going to start off with the origin story. We're going to speak about how they grew so quickly and then the rise and then the fall, the deceit and everything that's still ongoing and all the things that are still unfolding even as this podcast episode airs. This is normally a business case study that leads into a growth story, but realistically, this is the story of Theranos that went from $9 billion to a $0 valuation and criminal charges. From $9 billion to $0 with criminal charges. And if you don't know the story, I'm happy that I'm the first one bringing it to you. But there's a good chance that if you are involved in tech or you have been paying attention to the news and you've heard the, the name Elizabeth Holmes, you would have heard the Theranos story before because it's still ongoing. So it's not even done yet. But let's bring you up to speed. So where does Theranos start? Where does this story start? This idea, this concept? Well, the dramatic improvements in medicine over the past hundred years or so have been some of the most defining factors in modern civilization. What used to be life-threatening diseases are now mild annoyances that we only wait out because of modern medicine. Undiagnosable diseases back hundreds of years ago are now identifiable because of modern techniques and testing. This is a story of Theranos, a company that claimed to be on the forefront, on the bleeding edge of modern medicine. They claimed to be able to revolutionize how blood testing is done. But we will see how the company grew, how it all ultimately crumbled and how now it is in a massive amount of legal trouble, well, most notably the founders in a massive amount of legal trouble because of some of the claims that they made. So how did Theranos begin? Well, imagine if you are taking a blood test, general diagnostic. 
diagnostic. The standard practice is to take multiple draws of blood to accomplish several tests. Theranos, however, offered an alternative to this. As a health tech company, Theranos claimed to be able to conduct a multitude of tests with only a few drops of blood. Only using a few drops of blood means a more efficient healthcare system, one that is cheaper and faster. This was all said to be possible through Theranos' proprietary technology. Through Theranos' invention, quote-unquote, air quotes invention, the Edison, up to 200 tests can be performed using only a few drops of blood. A breakthrough like this had incredible implications for how healthcare is accomplished globally. So with such an impressive piece of technology under the hood, of course, they grew quickly. So within a relatively short period of time, Theranos blew up, expanded. With the company's claims, a lot of people had their eyes on the potential of Theranos. There were practical applications and financial opportunities that people wanted to achieve with Theranos. But how did this all start? Well, let's talk about the founder, Elizabeth Holmes. So back in 2003, Elizabeth Holmes was taking up a degree in chemical engineering at Stanford University. Eventually, in that same year, she dropped out of Stanford to pursue her idea of new ways of doing blood tests. Holmes was the founder of the startup Real Time Cures. This startup eventually became Theranos as we know it today. While serving as CEO for Theranos, Holmes was well known for her charisma, image, and aura. She was an incredibly personable, likable person. Holmes proved to be crucial for how Theranos grew. She was the one that championed and evangelized the vision. She had the Steve Jobs-esque startup founder allure. It was through her commanding presence she took Theranos forward. It's how she evangelized the product, how she raised money, how she made people believe the claims. She was serving as both the face and the leader for Theranos. And because she was so confident in her vision and she had such an aura around her, she raised a lot of money from a lot of significant people. She knew that approaching the right people would lead to the right investors, the right money, and of course, ultimately to growth of her vision and her company. So Elizabeth Holmes approached different venture capitalists to fund her vision for Theranos. A key point here is that Holmes approached venture capitalists that were not well-versed in medical technology or health technology. Theranos got around $6 million in funding by late 2004. The promise of a revolutionary way of doing blood work enticed different entities to partner up with Theranos and Holmes. Besides the original venture capital funds which funded Theranos, others helped. Theranos grew to a top valuation of $9 billion. Partners included Safeway and Walgreens, plus, of course, other funding firms, venture firms, angels, stakeholders. This was enormous. And she did this by bringing in dumb money and building in quote-unquote stealth mode. Theranos was secretive. Holmes was secretive, not only with the technology, but also how the company worked. As it was known in the industry, they worked in what's called a stealth mode. This means that they did not generally publicize their findings or research or have many press releases associated. It was just this growing entity that couldn't stop, couldn't be slowed down. This enabled Theranos to inquire more and more partners to expand itself without explaining what they were actually working on. And because they were validated by some of these really impressive investors early on, even though they weren't health tech investors or medical tech investors, they were still impressive investors, this sort of got the ball rolling and it started to snowball to a to an extent. By claiming Theranos could not say exactly how their blood testing 
works because it was a quote unquote trade secret, partners got into agreements where they basically just took Theranos's and Elizabeth Holmes' word at face value. By claiming to have revolutionized how blood testing was done, Theranos brought something new to the table. Using Edison, Theranos would have made traditional blood testing completely obsolete. This was a big deal. This would have carved a new practice in the healthcare industry. Tests would not only be cheaper, but they would also be automatically processed, more accurate, and portable. This attracted a lot of attention from media hype, investors, business partners. But as Theranos grew rapidly, multiple people became skeptical about the company. For example, a Stanford professor publicly raised suspicions about Theranos' claim because there were no peer-reviewed articles about Theranos' technology. In health sciences, this was a highly unusual practice. However, a turning point for Theranos was when journalist John Caru published his article about Theranos and Elizabeth Holmes. In this article, he published that Theranos was not using his technology for their demonstrations. Instead, normal blood testing technologies and techniques were used just under the guise of being something new. There was never any innovative technology that actually worked and the supposed Edison was never even real. Though Theranos tried to defend itself, the damage was already done. Other people within the company spoke out on Theranos' false claims. The exposure of Theranos' lies about their technology severed ties with Walgreens and Safeway. Plus, Theranos received repercussions from the FDA, the SEC, and multiple investor lawsuits. Eventually, in 2018, they dissolved after years of legal trouble. From a valuation reaching up to $9 billion, Theranos dropped to being worth basically nothing. In that same year, Elizabeth Holmes and her COO, Ramesh Sunny Balwani, were charged by the U.S. Attorney's Office for the Northern District of California. Several accusations and charges were made throughout the years. And most recently, in February of 2021, Holmes was accused by federal investigators of destroying evidence during the last days of Theranos. So what can we learn from this story? The lies, the deceit, the rise, the fall, some of their progress, some of their momentum, but also the fact that it was built on a fake product. So Theranos did some things that we can learn from, also did a lot of things that we should avoid. So what should we pick up from this story? The first is that bringing something to the table is crucial. So Theranos provided something revolutionary in their industry. If they didn't try and push the bar, there would be no attracting any customers, partners, investors. So you do have to show up and push the bar slightly. However, you kind of have to back it up with the real product. Secondly, how you present yourself is important. Elizabeth Holmes led Theranos as its face and CEO with a certain presence, charisma, image, and aura will help with how people approach and think of you to the point where apparently she did it so well that she didn't even need to have a working product. So imagine how powerful her personality could be with a company that actually delivered. The third thing we should learn from the Theranos story is you should always choose carefully who you approach for your business. Elizabeth Holmes got millions in funding early on by choosing people who did not understand the health technology industry well. Now, this is an interesting lesson because she chose people that allowed her to raise money easier. Can you raise money easier from people that don't understand your industry if you sell it? Potentially, but I'm going to argue that it's better to raise money from people that understand your industry intimately so that they can actually help you when shit hits the fan versus trying to raise dumb money. So learn that you can choose different kinds of people to raise money for your company if you're an entrepreneur. But I would strongly suggest you default to people that could be a little bit harder to raise money from, but they can provide more value. But the most important lesson out of all these lessons is to 
back up your claims that you make. You can make all the claims in the world and Theranos and Elizabeth Holmes continuously made false claims about its technology and what it could offer the world. Don't make claims that you can't follow up on. It's going to backfire in your face later on. The bottom line is that Theranos was a company that grew quickly because of the value its claims created. A new way of doing blood tests meant drastic change for the healthcare industry. However, false promises, lies, deceit led to Theranos losing everything it had built up. While claiming something to differentiate your business from competitors is crucial, making claims you cannot follow up on will only harm your business in the long term. Theranos relied on false claims to create value. Once its lies were exposed, everything was destroyed. How Theranos grew its business, how it lost everything, is something that all businesses and companies should learn from as they try and build something that can grow incredibly quickly, but do it from a place of ethics. I want to take a second and thank Indeed. They're a huge sponsor of the Success Story podcast. And as business leaders, we're all driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. It's to match with Indeed. Now, if you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. You need to ditch the busy work. You need to use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. All the tools you need are in one spot. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent, fast and listeners of the show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at indeed.com slash clary just go to indeed.com slash clary right now and support our show by saying you heard about indeed on this podcast indeed.com slash clary terms and conditions apply if you need to hire you need indeed this episode is brought to you by netsuite now as a business owner i always remember when my company hits a growth spurt it's great but then you realize that things start to break things are taking three times as long. Manual processes start to bury your team in paperwork and admin, and you really don't have one reliable source of data or truth to understand how healthy your business is. If this sounds familiar, you have to know three numbers. 37,000, that's how many businesses have upgraded to NetSuite, the number one cloud financial system. 25, NetSuite turns 25 this year, that's 25 years streamlining accounting, inventory, HR, and more for growing companies. And one, because your business truly is one of a kind, NetSuite gives you customized solutions so you can manage everything about your business in one place, from inventory to invoicing, one powerfully efficient system. I love having all of my data in one spot. NetSuite allows me to do that. It gives me the big picture so I can make smarter decisions. And they turn complex financials into understandable actionable insights. Right now you can get NetSuite's popular KPI checklist for free to help improve your business. It's designed to help you boost performance across key areas of your business. Go to netsuite.com slash Clary to download the checklist and see how one complete system can transform your growth. That's netsuite.com slash Clary. Get more control in your business 
with NetSuite. Just a quick question. Have you ever had one of those oh no moments when you realize that you accidentally deleted a huge file or worse, your whole computer dies. I know I have. It's happened to me a lot, but don't sweat it. The sponsor of today's episode, Backblaze, they have your back. It is unlimited backups for all your Macs, your PCs, or even your whole company, and it's really affordable, under 100 bucks a year. If you're running a business, they take the stress out of protecting everyone's data. If you need more bells and whistles for compliance, so on and so forth, they have enterprise options too. Honestly, losing data sucks, but Backblaze makes getting it back easy. They have restored billions of files. They offer tons of restore options, including rapid recovery in an event of data loss or ransomware. And you can access your backed up data from everywhere and anywhere in the world using their web app, iOS, or Android apps. It's been recommended by the New York Times, Inc., Macworld, PC World, LifeWire, Wired, Tom's Guide, 9to5Mac, and tons more. And best, you can try it fully featured with no risk at backblaze.com slash story. They set up that link for all Success Story podcast listeners. That is a no risk free trial at backblaze.com slash story. Seriously, back up your stuff. I don't know about you, but the idea of being harassed, scammed, or even worse, all because somebody found my personal information online, that's terrifying. Our political opinions, our addresses, even stuff about our families, it's out there for anyone to grab. And did you know that data brokers are allowed to sell information on over 98% of Americans? It's scary stuff. That's why I've partnered with Delete Me. I personally use Delete Me. They're a big friend of the podcast because I put myself out there online. So safety is a huge concern. It's really scary how easy it is to find someone's details and information. But Delete Me creates a layer of protection that we all need. You tell Delete Me what you want gone and they make it disappear from those sketchy data broker sites. And Delete Me doesn't stop. They constantly monitor the web to keep your information off those lists. It's like having a privacy watchdog that never sleeps. You need to take control of your data and keep your private life private by signing up for Delete Me. They're giving a special discount for all success story podcast listeners. Get 20% off your Delete Me plan when you go to joindeletemecom slash success and use promo code success at checkout. The only way to get 20% off is to go to joindeleteme.com slash success and enter code success at checkout. J-O-I-N-D-E-L-E-T-E-M-E dot com slash success. Hey everyone, I just want to take a second and thank the sponsor of today's episode, Heaven Hill Bottled and Bond Bourbon. Now I don't have a lot of liquor sponsors on this show. Heaven Hill Bottled and Bond is actually one of my favorites. I've drank it for a few years now, and this is why we actually decided to work together. Heaven Hill Distillery, family-owned since 1935, is a great entrepreneur story, too. So there's five brothers. They filled their first whiskey barrels back in 1935, and their legacy still lives on today. Heaven Hill Bottled and Bond is aged over seven years. That's three more than required by the Bottled and Bond Act of 1897. This means the best quality, the best purity, and the best consistency. This is not just average bourbon. It's the winner of the double gold medals at multiple 2023 World Spirits competitions, and they've won the very prestigious Triple Still Award. It's a very big deal in the liquor and bourbon world. Heaven Hill Bottled and Bond boasts an exceptionally smooth oak flavor, while its aroma offers a sweet blend of caramel and smooth vanilla. If you love bourbon, you need to try Heaven Hill Bottled and Bond. Available nationally, look for a bottle at your local store. Heaven Hill reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. 